Where am I? Good morning. I'm Judith Lay, welcoming you to Praise, the program that connects faith and daily life. Well, we're full of questions on the program today. Why would someone go swimming with piranhas and electric eels? And why would you stand on a barren bit of earth in a foreign land and commit yourself to raising £25,000 for a building project when at that precise moment you'd absolutely no idea how you'd do it? Well, happily, we've not just got the questions. Today's guests have got the answers, and we'll be meeting them very shortly. Right after our music that today comes from the pen of Stuart Townend, sung here by the St Michael Singers.
will my soul arise and bless your maker from the St. Michael Singers. 20 years ago, a talk given by Ireland-based charity Drop-In Ministries turned out to be a life-changing moment for Ramsey-based husband and wife Alison and Steve Taylor. Having listened to a presentation about the work of Drop-In Ministries using the money raised from its network of charity shops to build schools, feed families and provide healthcare in over 32 of the world's poorest countries, Alison and Steve felt they simply had to respond. For Alison, with her experience in nursing, healthcare had to be her priority, especially after she made her first visit to Rwanda. And Steve soon found his niche driving trucks overland to distribute essential humanitarian aid. So now seems to be a good moment for me to sit down with them and trace the story back to those early days. We're 20 years now since we've been involved with Dropping Ministries. We've got fired up for the, for the shops from Steve's visit to Belarus and the Cerebral Palsy Hospital. But we didn't actually open a shop until 2007 in North Shore Road, and that was to build an HIV and AIDS clinic in Rwanda. Many of the young people following the genocide were found to have HIV and AIDS, mainly widows and orphans. So we felt really that we needed to do something about it. And we partnered with Solus Ministries in Rwanda for the building projects. I went out really just to have a look and then was given a newsletter of what they wanted. And one of them was a clinic. And being in healthcare and working at the hospice at that time, it was really important to me that we did something on the medical field. So Dropping did have some land out there. And I stood on the ground and pledged the first 25,000 to start that project. I just thought we've got to do something about it. So we opened the shop. You know, we're so grateful of everybody that donates because everything that comes in the shop makes money. Now, Steve. Originally, I didn't want a shop. But having travelled backwards and forwards with a man from Northern Ireland on the many trips that we did, and you're in the cab for two weeks, these were going to Belarus and uh, Ukraine. Humanitarian aid, food, shoeboxes. Every time he would say to me, you're not fancy having a shop? No, not really, no. And he would leave it alone then, you know. And I gave in on one of the trips coming back. I said, OK... I'll have a look about. In my mind, I thought, well, there isn't going to be a shop in Ramsey that we can have, really. you know. So we would have a look, and we had a look round, and there was a shop came available. I thought, crikey, you know, this is this is could be God's work here. But I'm still holding back against it, really, you know. There was three other people that were wanting the shop, so I thought, well, that, that puts pay to that because there's three other people. And one by one, they dropped out. So it left the shop for us. So the decision had to be made, do we want the shop? So it was made because it was God's, God's work. And so we had a shop and thought, well, let's crack on here. And You've been in various places. You've got two shops in St Paul's Square. 20 years on, Alison, do you still feel that you're being blessed in what you're doing? Definitely, we're definitely blessed. We're blessed by just our own community, how they provide the donations, that we're able to put water wells in, build 40-bed hospitals. <laughs> so we are blessed. 
So what's on your heart at the moment? We've changed things slightly, that we, we work locally and globally. We've just completed a small project at the school for the special needs unit, the star unit there. We've provided them with an outdoor garden, astroturfed it and all the rest that goes with it to make it where the children can learn and they've got extra sensory equipment in there to help them develop and enjoy life. Steve, are you still doing as much travelling? Yes, <laughs> It is a challenge, it is, you know, especially if you go to Ukraine or Belarus or where there is a border crossing that is a proper border crossing, not just one that you sail through. When you, you do meet Polish border guards and Ukrainian border guards that are armed soldiers that are there that will search your truck, will put you under pressure a little bit. They're the nerve-wracking parts of, of the trip that it's a challenge. Alison, you were in Romania at the end of last year conditions like? It was between seven and nine degrees below freezing. There was no running water in the school and obviously dry toilets. But some of the families that we visited and the communities were just so, so poor. It was very cold and they would just have a t-shirt on, no trousers or shoes on their feet. The homes were warm and they had a stove, but they were all living in the one room. We visited another area where Ukraine had had a flood and it had come through into Romania over the border and washed away many of the wooden houses. And the mayor of the town had offered a disused barracks building. It just looked like a derelict building, but there was 13 families that all had one room each. But every child had a shoebox, every family had a hamper, a blanket and some new towels. I wanted to give them clothes. I wanted to go in, oh, let's empty this house and let's paint it. You know, let's get more support in in here. People think that, you know, Romania, oh, it's a wonderful place to go, you know, on holiday there. They've got fine buildings. And that is true, like many countries, but there are many, many areas where it's poverty. It's a challenge. Works and faith, they both go together. You can't go to somebody and say, oh, have a great day and stay warm and walk off and leave them in the cold, can you? You've got to do something. Give them a jumper, give them soup. That's what God wants you to do, not just walk off and say, oh, God bless you, and walk away. Do something with them. By the Lord of wind and flame, I will tend the poor and lame. I will set a feast for them. My talking to Alison and Steve Taylor as they celebrate 20 years of involvement with Drop-In Ministries, a charity bringing hope, help and healing to a hurting world. 
You've probably seen their two drop-in charity shops in St Paul's Square in Ramsey, one selling everything you can think of, the other specialising in everything you can think of for babies and children. The money raised from these shops continues to support food programmes, education and healthcare in some of the world's poorest countries, but also supports local projects. Alison mentioned a few moments ago funding an outdoor learning area for the STAR unit at Bunskoil Rumsair. But there's another long-term local project that the main drop-in shop in Ramsey is now supporting, and it's growing fast. Alison and Steve have formed a partnership with Renew Wellbeing, a charitable organisation in the UK founded by Ruth Rice, sister-in-law of another well-known Ramsey figure, Kevin Vondy. Renew Wellbeing is an overarching organisation that helps churches to open Renew Spaces. Renew Spaces are places of welcome and inclusion to improve our mental and emotional well-being. Basically, Renew Spaces are places where it's okay not to be okay. Renew Spaces are simple cafe-style places where hobbies, activities and sometimes food are shared and where there's also a quiet room where inner habits of well-being can be shared. Renew Wellbeing also ensures there's proper training in place and support from mental health professionals to make sure that there's somewhere else that people can go if they find that they're in need of some extra professional support. Some of these spaces are in church halls, some are in existing cafes and others, like the one supported by Drop-In Ministries, have their own space. Alison and Steve's Renew Space is in a little shop on Water Street in Ramsey, just opposite the War Memorial at the end of Parliament Street, which is where I pick up again my conversation with Alison and Steve Taylor. One in four people are diagnosed with a mental health, either anxiety, depression or similar stress-related illness. And there's many others probably that are not diagnosed. But to have Renew senses where they can come, be welcomed, maybe have lunch, do activities, working on the five ways of well-being, which is connecting, learning, giving, being active, listening for emotional well-being, to just help them see that it's okay not to be okay. There's probably about 50 Renew Centres in the UK. Ruth Rice, the founder, was born on the island. She actually founded it and was at that time a Baptist minister. She was one of those that was always wanting to care for somebody, always wanted to be there, and she actually went into burnout herself. When she recovered, she wanted to set up a place of peace where you could gather together, a bit like what she would say, like your front room, your living room, maybe do some crafts, some sewing, some knitting, chat with people, maybe have tea and cake, but also have an element at the end, which we do, a time of reflection and maybe look at a psalm or rhythms of prayer just in a very gentle way that suits everybody. But that's totally optional, no pressure. We're hearing mm. all the time mm. about people feeling afraid to admit that they're depressed mm. or, or feeling mm. insecure or they're thinking that it's a sign of weakness. This is the worst thing, mm. that people think it's a sign mm. of failure mm. or weakness. Now, you do this, and Ruth Rice does mm. it, because you're Christ-centred in all that mm. you do. Mm. But it's for everybody, isn't it? Oh, you don't yes. have to have any belief no, at all. No, not at all. And no. it, it, it's no. not about... No. converting people is no, it? Not, no it's about spreading God's love in a practical way and making people feel loved and valued 
I'm assuming then that every group that meets wherever, whether it's mm. in Basingstoke or mm. Douglas or mm. whatever, yeah. will tailor itself to what it thinks the, the community needs. For example, yeah. we're sitting here mm. and you've got the table set for lunch. Yeah. But I believe there's a group in Douglas there as well. There is. Uh, Renew Well, um, next door to Broadway Baptist, used to be Well Bookshop, and they're there on a Wednesday. For a longer period of time, I think it's t- 10 till 3, and we also have got Jerby. We're in Jerby Community Centre, and that's on a Monday afternoon, two till half four. So the springing up of other churches that are interested, especially Anglican churches at the moment, are looking into the possibility of having a, a renewed space or joining together, which is exciting. It's a drop-in. People drop in every week. Sometimes people come for an hour, others stay for three. They can stay as long as they want. They can come as many days as they want. We're here Thursday and Friday, 12 to 3. And it's only a small place, <laughs> so ideally you want about 10 or 12 people, but we'll have about 16, 18 people each day. It's a signpost, so if people are struggling, we can signpost them to the right areas. Just to quote your own words, mm-hmm. say to people, it's OK to not be okay. OK. Let's get in this together. People will come for the three hours, and then maybe as part of the five ways of well-being is being active, I may go for a walk along the prom afterwards, or a few that actually go to the swimming pool. It's very varied. We can have a young person with a baby. We've got a couple of ladies and a gentleman with dementia. So it's great that they're all together. And I'll never forget this. We had a young mum that came in with a baby, but we also had a lady with dementia who didn't want to participate in anything. She just was really down. But actually, she is a retired midwife in the UK many years ago, and she changed as soon as she held that new baby because it took her right back to when she was a midwife and delivering thousands of babies. She's a changed person to this day. She's been coming probably for about nine months now. I'll never forget that look on that lady's face when she held that baby. Just remind me about these five principles. It's keep learning and listening. Give, not give of money. Our regulars would be encouraged maybe to come and share a skill or a hobby. Or it might be a game. So they're giving their time. Being active in the summer, we'll be maybe going around Milltown or along the prom or the Murrow Park. Connecting is another one. Connecting with people if they're isolated and then they're in their own home and they don't see anybody. And just being listened to is so important. I think the hardest thing for many people is just coming through that door once they're in. We've seen so many people, and Steve will, will tell you as well, of how they've changed from being so nervous and agitated to shaking with laughing and joy. And that's what makes it all worthwhile. I would never get through on a day-to-day basis if prayer wasn't the centre of what we do, because we just want the best. We're his feet in the community, and we just want to serve him in the best way, but we can't do it in our own strength. We can only do it with him, because it's his might, his power that keeps us going.
Thank you to my guests from Drop-In Ministries, Alison and Steve Taylor. And the three Renew Spaces they mentioned all have Facebook pages. If you'd like to know more, just search for Renew 3 for Renew in Ramsey, Renew Space at Jerby for the one that meets in the Jerby Community Centre, and Renew Well for the Renew Space next door to Broadway Baptist Church here in Douglas. Or call into the Drop-In Ministries charity shops in St Paul's Square in Ramsey and they'll give you all the details. My next guest has hopefully got the answer to that question about swimming with piranhas. We're also going to find out what's special about being a Jesuit priest in conversation with Father Dennis Blackledge, who's the parish priest of St Francis Xavier's Roman Catholic Church in inner city Liverpool. He accidentally rose to fame nearly three years ago via the acclaimed BBC television drama Broken, which was filmed in his church and for which he was religious advisor. And he's joined us before to talk specifically about working with actor Sean Bean, helping him to embrace his lead role as Catholic priest Father Michael Kerrigan. But today, Father Dennis is talking about his own real-life priesthood. And first, I need to go back to the year 1540, when a young man, Ignatius of Loyola, feeling a deep desire to serve God, went to the Pope of that time, Paul III, and said, perhaps not in these exact words, I founded this Society of Friends. The first title for the Jesuits was, in fact, the Least Society of Jesus. And basically, Ignatius said to the Pope, we'll do whatever you want us to do. He was convinced of God's love for him and had a living relationship with Jesus. And if I'm not basically centred on Jesus, what's the point? The thing about Jesuits is, educationally worldwide, we'll do anything from A to Z, from astronomy to zoology. Some guys are in a different league from me, intellectually. Big, big names, like Frederick Copleston writes seven or eight volumes of the history of philosophy. He taught me 50 years ago, but lives on in history because his, his volumes still are on the shelves now for students. You get people like Teilhard de Chardin from a century ago, who wasn't valued in his time, but now is. And he spoke about the milieu divin, that we're in the divine milieu. And for those with eyes to see, nothing's profane, everything's sacred and beautiful if only we can learn how to reach out as people have genuine touch and not grabbing. But you get people like that, with great gifts like that. You get people who are wonderful pastors. You get people who are wonderful missionaries. You get the people over history who would go off to China or India or the Far East or the Far West. We'll have a crack at anything. So what has having a crack at anything brought to Father Dennis's own ministry? He was ordained in 1973 and we rejoin his story now in 1987 with 14 years of priesthood behind him. I'd been in Rome for a year at the beginning and then I'd done three years in Merseyside on retreat work. After you've been a priest for a few years, as a Jesuit priest, we're called back and we do a 30-day retreat and get to know Jesus and Jesus' love for us. And then I'd done three years in Edinburgh, inner city Edinburgh, as a curate and chaplain in a high school and doing some retreat work. And then when I'd finished in Edinburgh, my provincial, the boss said to me, I want you to go and be in charge of 
Campion House Hostelry, which was a unique college for training guys at the beginning of ministry. And it was a pre-seminary for adults. In other words, guys who had got enough human material behind them, usually in their 20s, but hadn't got the confidence in their own studies. And so we taught them quite a bit about how to pray, plenty of study, and a fairly structured life, so as to get them used to doing it. And then I thought, please may I have a break. And they said, well, you can have off from September till Easter, spring 88. So I said, well, can I go and be with our missionaries abroad and see how the other half lives? So they said, yes. And I spent four months in South America, a month in Guyana, a month in Peru, three weeks in Chile, three weeks in Paraguay, a couple of weeks in Brazil, with a week either end going in and going out at our parish in Barbados, which is a staging post to uh, Guyana, which was a very poor country. And, and I had a month in Guyana, and half of it I spent up with the Amerindian tribes, that takes special people to be up there because they might have to walk for 12 hours a day from one village to another. I had it easy. I was only there for two weeks, you know. Our mission was right on the Guyana-Brazil border and the River Tecatu, which was the, one of the tributaries of the Amazon, was the river and it was maybe 50 yards across and dirty brown. You couldn't see half an inch deep. We had no working machinery and we, you couldn't have a shower in the, in the little place we had in the mission station. And the only way of keeping cool was to have a swim, get in the river. And the women and the children had a spot where they did their own personal stuff or their laundry, bits of laundry that they had. And then the men had a place and then the fathers and the brothers had a place quite discreetly. So the first time I went in, because there was nobody around, I just thought, well, I'll just wear my goggles my swim goggles don't need anything else so i swam across about 50 yards from our side from the mission station right through to brazil and back and then uh, the boss at the mission station said dennis did you realize that there's pirai in there i said what's them he says piranhas there's also electric eels and there's stingrays and there's little fish like sticklebacks i call them heineken fish because they could reach any part of the human anatomy and get in and they had a barb on, but they couldn't get out again. So after that, I put my trunks on every time. <laughs> I also had a couple of months working mainly as a curate with our missionaries in Zimbabwe, working in Harare mainly as a curate throughout Lent, 88, and also had a bit of time in South Africa as far as the Cape even, with our missionaries. And when I was a curate in Lent, there were these middle-aged women who would come up at the offertory dancing with the gifts on their heads, you know. And then a week after that, after Easter, I was back in England and I was missioned to go to be in charge of a parish in the centre of Preston. And I thought, dear Lord. And I just felt like from having been the wonders of South America and the wonders of Zimbabwe and South Africa, I felt like somebody put me on the diving board and said, you can dive in now, Dennis, you're in Preston. But somebody pulled the plug and I just went splat because it was so different. You know, there wasn't the joy or the life that there was in South America and in Zimbabwe and Southern Africa. And then, of course, new face on the block in the centre of the town because it was a central place next to the parish church and got on very well with the chap who eventually became a bishop, actually, Robert Lads, who was the vicar there. And we got on like a house on fire. Anyway, of course, the local rag, the local paper, the Lancashire Post wants to come along and say, who's this new face on the block? And then, of course, the local radio comes along. So BBC Radio Lancashire came along 
and said, what's this about you swimming with piranhas? You know? So that's the answer to how you find yourself swimming with piranhas. Basically, it's because you don't know they're there. I recorded this conversation when Father Dennis made a flying visit to the island a little while ago. But before he headed back to Liverpool, he left us this final thought. When I came to this parish in Liverpool three and a half years ago, the first thing I said on the first Sunday was, look, I'm 73, I've nothing to prove. If I had, I'd be crackers. But I've just come to bring a bit of love and compassion. So that's it. And where do I get that from? Because Jesus, he is the great compassionate one. And one of my favourite words in scripture used of Jesus is splanknizestai. And splankna in Greek means your guts. So when it says Jesus felt sorry for somebody, it literally means Jesus was gutted. That's what compassion is. And that's all that we have time for on Praise today. Thank you for listening to this week's Praise podcast. There's a new Praise podcast available every Sunday morning. You can subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify via the Manx Radio smartphone app or at manxradio.com. So, till we meet again, this is Judith saying thank you for your company and I wish you and those you love every blessing in the days ahead. Mm-hmm.